Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hello, it's Monday the 26th of February. I'm Miranda Sawyer and I feel sorry for Rotherham. Welcome back to Papercuts, the modern newspaper review, where we let the UK papers off the leash so they can have a big growly play fight and sniff each other's bums. Then we give them each a biscuit and let them sleep on hairy blankets while we get on with making a podcast. And we've been delighted to see how many of you have signed up to our seminal Papercuts Supporters Club. We know that times are tough and we are really grateful for your support. As you know, we spend all the money we get on actual real-life newspapers and on actual real-life wages. Plus, there's Rob Hutton's expenses claim for, hang on, let me check, a subscription to What Ho Biggles Monthly. <laughs> and if you too would like to get ad-free episodes, a special extra funny bit, maybe even a Papercuts mug or a T-shirt, then why not check out the show notes and click on back.papercutshow.com to see how you too can become a Papercut supporter. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. Anderson back. Will 30p Lee be rejoining the Tories after just three days out? Riding with Biden. Marital happy time with Sleepy Joe, 81. <laughs> and return of the granny pants. Bridget Jones returns as a tired and emotional middle-aged mum. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, where we read all the below-the-line comments, but we never respond. I'm Miranda Sawyer, and joining me today is sketch writer for The Critic and constantly saddened cricket lover, it's Rob Hutton. Hi, Rob. Hi there. Sad again. I know. <laughs> Sorry. And making his debut on the show is author of Oh Brother and Ever-Thwarted Golf Chap, it's John Niven. Hi. Hello. Yes, very thwarted. <laughs> so what have we got on the front pages today? What have you got, Rob? You have all the lovely brudges. Oh, yes. So I'm starting with a telegraph. Red Wall Revolt over Anderson sacking. Mm. We will be talking later about Lee Anderson, all kicking off in the Tory party, which also on the front page of the Guardian. Sunak urged to speak out as Islamophobia round deepens um, Gaza deaths. Set to pass 30,000 and fears Hunt's tax cuts will trigger new austerity. I mean, maybe don't don't look at The Guardian this morning if you're really feeling low. Uh, the Times goes a different way. James Cleverly warns of AI fake threat to election. Mm. There's going to be deep faked um, Rishi Sunak. I mean, how that could be worse than actual Rishi Yeah, Sunak. I was thinking yeah. that. I was thinking it might be quite jolly. <laughs> new politicians. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the I, the I... 
Tory party in the gutter over racism. Fun, fun. OK, what do you have, John? Well, in the tabloids, the Daily Mail have gone with Generation Sicknote. Reports as young people increasingly blame mental health for being out of work. But critics question if it's all just snowflakery. Critics, as in the Daily Mail, yes, I imagine. snowflakery. <laughs> Some say. <laughs> <laughs> the Mirror have gone with crisis in schools, class war, shocking rise in people's suspensions, teachers scared to go to work, and Tory cuts add to the milk. Okay, different generation approach there. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Uh, Over at the Sun, Prem stars XL bully bodyguard. Uh, Premier League star David Rea has a banned XL bully dog to guard him. The Sun can reveal. Right. Okay. He looks quite thought, cute, that dog. Though. I thought he very well paid. Some sort of human bodyguards might be more efficient than a giant devil dog. But mm-hmm. that's just me. Uh, and the Daily Star have gone with wet, 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 leap day p- downpours to make it the rainiest February in 258 years. Very precise. It is very precise. They've also got a thought for the day, as they always have the Daily Star. Remember how nice the weather was in 1766. <laughs> I, they, th- I thought they were going to put 1976. That was quite summer. They also have a lovely little faked photo of dogs with umbrellas and sort of oh. Macintoshes on. Which is why we love the star. Now, if you were to glance at the headlines on some of the papers today, you might well assume, if you're me, that it was a day of different stories. Tory party in the gutter over racism, says the I. Sunak urged to speak out as Islamophobia row deepens, says the Guardian. Red Wall revolt over Anderson sacking claims the Telegraph. To me, this all sounds really different, but it's actually the same story, isn't it, Rob? It is the same story. What is this story? This is the story that GB News presenter and part-time MP Lee Anderson... <laughs> look, if your main... If, if you, you know what your main job is because that's where you earn all your money. Yeah, okay? 100 grand a year he gets if, for if GB get, News. If you get most of your money from presenting a show on GB News, that's your job. Mm. So part-time MP Lee Anderson has uh, Friday night popped up on GB News to talk about whether Britain is now run by Islamists. Answer... Um, and it's not. No. It's, it's not. It's not. Okay. It's just, Quite a it's, short talk, no? It's not. And the thing is, right, that there is this kind of racism slalom, that, like like skiers, that politicians who want to, I, we used to call it dog whistling, you, who want to sort of send a message that I, you know, I'm on your side and I, I worry about these people too, mm. without actually saying anything overtly racist that they have to do, and a lot of them are really quite good at, at manoeuvring their way down this slalom. But every now and then, someone who is less skilled at it attempts it, and they, as it were, go past some of the flags, and that's basically what, what happened to Lee Anderson. So he was following on from keen listeners to Papercuts will know that last week, Suella Braverman announced that Britain was run by Islamists. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I, I mean, maybe. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's just not. <laughs> and Anderson was, was following that up. And he said, well, Britain isn't, but you know where is? London. Mm. Because the Islamists have got Sadiq Khan and he's given the city to his, to his mates. He's essentially, he's trying to follow the same route, but he got it wrong because actually that mm. takes you outside the facts because at that point you are saying, because Sadiq Khan is a Muslim... Uh, he is, in fact, an Islamic extremist. 
And although you can say all sorts of things and stay inside the Conservative Party, you can't do the racism out loud. Yeah, and it's also you, know. you can't name somebody. Yes, yeah, you, you can. He's gen- actually you can say named in somebody. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's and a bit he worrying. said, if you, he said he's uh, that Khan has given our capital city away to his mates. So that's also implying, well, no, saying directly that he's uh, fraud. He's committing yeah. fraud. He's handing it over to people. Mm. So. Um, on Saturday, Sadiq Khan responded, didn't he? And yes, said, Sadiq Khan said, no, no, that's a racism. Yeah. And after some debate, the Conservative Party um, decided that it probably... Well, it, even then, they, they, they sort of, they suspended... They basically, it took him the best part of 24 hours, and then they suspended Lee Anderson, and they said... But they said it because he hadn't apologised for it. Rather, it's, it's a weird... Thing and then Oliver Dowden was on the telly yesterday morning and he was he he'd said it was right that Lee Anderson was suspended but he couldn't explain what he'd done wrong and and now it turns out and it brings us to today's papers to front page of Daily Telegraph turns out quite a lot of Conservative MPs and Conservative voters quite like the racism mm. um, more of this please Lee um, surprise surprise so there's a Tory WhatsApp group and the thing you have to know about Tory WhatsApp groups is that things that are posted in them. It's sort of like, you remember when Facebook used to be all about boasting about your kids? You know, um, uh, Tory WhatsApp groups are all about what can I get onto the front page of Telegraph? So I'm putting it in my private group for 109 people. Mm. Oh, no! It's leaked! leaked. Um, So they just take, what do they do? Just take snapshots of it? Yeah, so they put put something in and then they snapshot it and they send it off to to Sam Coates at Sky and half a dozen other people. That's literally what it's there for. They're so teenage, man. They're so Snapchat. It's massively performative. Basically, on one side of politics, there's a weird sort of anti-Semitic kind of conspiracism about, you know, which, which... floats up with Mrs. Jeremy Corbyn this weekend saying that Keir Starmer was in the pocket of the mm. Israeli president or something, okay? And the thing is that Tories Tories can sense that, you know, like a Labrador who knows there's a half-eaten sandwich on the other side of the park. They just, <gasps> got mm. that. But on the other side of politics, there's this kind of swimming world of, can you really trust Sadiq Khan because, you know, he's a, he's a Muslim? And... By the way, that was basically the Tory mayoral campaign in 2016 yeah. was you can't trust this man because he's a Muslim. I mean, yeah. but again, they did it. They made it down the slalom. Yeah. You can never quite point to the thing and say that thing. That's the thing you can't say. You know, there's a kind of accumulation. And you think, and actually lots of people, including the candidate's sister, thought that the smell of that campaign was, oh, I I know what you're doing and I don't like it. Yeah. But um, they could never point to the thing. But and it's the, also, the mistake that Lee Anderson made was he did a thing you can point to. Yeah, and yeah. also, isn't it just back to the usual Tory infighting? So basically, Rishi Sunak has got a choice, hasn't he, John? He either mm. like, appeases the moderate Tories who want rid of mm-hmm. Lee Anderson or he appeases all the nutty headbangers who go, yep, yeah, Lee Anderson's fab. After yeah. uh, the only thing that I found vaguely edifying about the whole Frago was that he had the whip taken away from him. I, I, I thought we firmly believed we're now living in a world where the Chancellor of the Exchequer, the head of the IMF, could say, space lasers up my bum, control the weather. And everybody would just go, well, that's a bit nutty, but crack on, mate. <laughs> you know, we're kind of living a time where anything goes. You know, as you mentioned, Sarah Braverman said, as bad or worse yeah. a couple of weeks ago. She didn't lose it. You get less trust over in America nodding away while Steve Bannon describes Tommy Robinson as a hero. So I thought we firmly live in a world where anything goes. So the fact that he is currently suspended, I thought, was well little. 
It's cause quite... for celebration. Yeah. You did point out, though, John, you sent us a little photo from Lee Anderson's Twitter oh, yeah. account. <laughs> so after all this, and he's ranting about how London is basically, you know, a burning cesspit of, you know, whatever, Muslim control, he, he tw- tweets the photo of himself last night enjoying a Spanish pint of lager in a downtown London bar <laughs> where he was undoubtedly <laughs> able to make his way through the Muslim checkpoints to order his lovely EU <laughs> lager. I mean, he's off it's, his gundas, isn't he? Isn't he just? It's mad. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, who would have thought there's a positive story about Joe Biden? And it's one that we feel we really must share with you all, even though it's possibly a little early in the day for any of you to cope with what we might call the nitty details. (laughs) It's a story in the mail, and also now the Telegraph, I think, that comes out of a book written by Katie Rogers called American Women, The Transformation of the Modern First Lady. That all sounds very nice, John, doesn't it? But what does this story say? (laughs) Well, it gets... The point where Joe Biden reveals that the secret to their marriage is fantastic sex. And that's literally so, it. It's set up as if you, it's set up as though Joe Biden stepped to the podium last night and announced this to my fellow Americans. I'm a fuck machine. And the, so initially your reaction is, oh God, I'm going to have to have a lobotomy to get the image of Joe Biden out of my mind having sex. And then you think it through, and I kind of thought to myself, actually, it's kind of joyous that, you know, if they are banging and grinding and pumping away at age 81, <laughs> what a fantastic ode to life, to joy. And However, like all these things, you dig into the third paragraph, and yet this was back 20 years ago, this was said in a private comment to some aides in the White House that has now sort of worked its way into the book. But now, of course, the American right are running with the ball, and you've got... We can't have a man who has sex in the White House. (laughs) Well, no, it's worse. You you got Don Don Jr., that fuckwit, up there last night going, hey, Joe Biden couldn't get wood with a ton of Viagra. The implication being his dad, you know, no problems there. It's it's just beggar's belief. So it's one of those total non-stories that suddenly, you know. I find it quite fun, though. (laughs) As a story. It's quite a nice one, isn't it? Don't forget wrong, but there will be Muppets in sort of Tennessee or South Carolina and we're going oh my god he's disgusting he's talking about yeah, sex wh- how could you have sex with yeah. your wife of 47 and, years what uh, is wrong with yeah, you yeah, yeah. you do think that Trump might respond though don't you well you can see escalating you know I, I, the best sex I, I, I guarantee <laughs> Joe Sleepy Joe I don't think so you know that guy's not up to it you know, it's got, we're going to get <laughs> we're going to get there the presidential the, if, if they do have a presidential debate this will probably come up it will come up and mm. you have an awful feeling that Trump might just Whap his willy out. 
Look, here it is. My I've fellow Americans, work. check this out. <laughs> Bang. That's pretty much what it comes down <laughs> to. Have you ever seen it? anything this big? <laughs> Although you have to say, you'd have to ask Melania, who never, ever looks satisfied, it, does no, she? No, really? I, never. I think the fact they don't live in the same postal district might impede their sex life there. Yeah, yeah, I have to say that. And also, I can't really see that she'd be up for chatting about her sex life. Um, <laughs> there is a quite an, a sweet angle to this, <laughs> you know, other than the kind of joke. So because of this, the male lists all the romantic moments that Joe and Jill have had together. Hmm. So that when he was asked about running for the Democratic nomination for president in 2006, he said, I'd rather be at home making love to my wife and the children are asleep, which I think... Yeah. Fair enough. This that is literally... That does sound like more fun It's than a normal person's remark. Yeah, I, I, who wouldn't prefer that yeah. to being on the hustings in Alabama? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the situation he now finds himself in. Do you yeah, know what I mean? We're dealing with all this cobblers. Yeah, uh, exactly. I could be at home having a post-coital cigarette while my kids slumber on. Yeah, exactly. And also that's just the idea that he's too old for everything. That's the other bit, isn't yeah. it? You yeah. See, he, 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 they, they think he's too old for everything, so how can he be shagging? Yeah. yeah, well, I, I, I guess, you know, maybe from the Democrat point of view, this is good, you know. Yeah. And so our man, our man still got it. Yeah. I did like the picture. There was a there was somebody put it up on Twitter and it was a, just a, <laughs> a shot of Joe Biden wobbly walking. <laughs> and well, saying, now we now know we why. Know why. <laughs> <laughs> but again, when you boil this down to this, kind of what ends up in a Trump v. Biden thing, you, and even on the American left and CNN, you hear these debates about Biden's age, and, you know, in the context of this yeah. sort of thing. And I, I think it's like saying one candidate's a bit old, the other one is literally Davros from the Daleks made out of dog shit and used tampons. <laughs> I'll I'll go with Davros, actually. You know, he seems like, you know, he's a bit younger. I'm like, you Mad. Hello, I'm Ros Taylor with news of Oh God, What Now? The politics podcast that's never going to leave its voter ID at home. On Friday's show, it's six months until the US election and Donald Trump is stuck sitting on trial in a New York courthouse. Is he bulletproof or can Joe Biden turn around the polls? In the second half, it's local elections week, but we've steadily taken power away from local authorities. What if we gave it back? And in the extra bit for supporters, is there a right level of ruthlessness in politics? That's Oh God, What Now? with me, Ros Taylor, Raphael Baer, Hannah Fern, guest Nikki McCann-Ramirez, out now, wherever you get your podcasts. Now, it's time for the one and only weekly listener-led creative newspaper headline podcast competition in the whole wide world. At least we think it is. Yes, it's time for you, lovely listeners, to fix the headline. On Friday, we gave you a story from the Daily Star about how the National Trust is installing wee poles to protect historic buildings and trees from dog whittle. The headline, Pooch, Piddle, Poles, Please, which is a bit odd. Anyway, we knew you could do better, and you did. On X, Unpopcult gave us Slashinal Trust. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Houghton had a go with Power to the People. Also mm. excellent. And Dave Martin offered the frankly sensational You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Bog. <laughs> <laughs> On well done. I know, so good. The Daily Star should be hiring these people <laughs> as we speak. On threads, Eccentric Dave offered O oh, Piddle Sticks and Peter Watson, Old Bog, New Sticks. But the winner is Two Wheeled Tank with 
is this a piss take? (laughs) (laughs) Well done, two wheels. Just send in your address and T-shirt size and soon you will be swanking about in an exclusive Papercuts T-shirt to the despair of all your friends. But what about today? Do we have any headlines to beat two wheels? Rob, what have you got? We have. I've got the sun. Mm. I've got a bumper crop. So... The company that manages Freddie Mercury's back catalogue has uh, filed a trademark for his name in 3D and virtual reality. There's going to be a computerised Freddie, and the headline is... AI want to break free. Of course. <laughs> we could have thought of that one, couldn't yeah, we? We, we could have had yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards have been happening. And one film has uh, dominated them. It's about nuclear war. And the headline is... The only way is op. <laughs> but my my son winner. Gosh, I just I just love everything about this. Um, <clears throat> a beloved owl has been stolen after nearly thirty years in captivity. Merlin's carers, Merlin being the owl, say they are devastated and hugely concerned for his welfare. This is at the uh, Wimbledon and Putney Commons charity. The headline: Desperate bid to find bird. Who done it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope they find him. I'm very worried. Oh, it's not, but it's a great headline. <laughs> the <laughs> mum and Miranda's immediately concerned. I know, concerned. I'm worried about that. Oh. <laughs> great headline. Uh, John, what do you have? You have the star, I, right? I've got the star. Um, and we have a story here. Seniors prompt parrots. A group of sweary parrots are being egged on by naughty grannies. The foul-mouthed birds at Lincolnshire Willow Park have become a tourist attraction since their antics hit the headlines last month. And the headline here is Naughty Grands Squawk Dirty. Very good. (laughs) I love that. That's such a rolling story. It never ends. Everybody's happy with it at all times, aren't they? As you can imagine, I really look at the Daily Star and somewhat this story's on page three where I was distracted by ambitious Georgie who's starting work at a new office. Um, He's apparently dressed only in her underwear. So um, She's got specs on though. That's just just going to work. Good good luck to you, Georgie. Hope that pans out. We, we also have a story, um, <laughs> denim cakes are trendy again. Jeans have returned as Brit's number one fashion items. Mm. They've been written off in some quarters as uncool, thanks to Jeremy Clarkson and Simon Cowell wearing them. Mm. The headline here is Jean Genius. Ah, oh, OK. Jean Now, in the Telegraph and all over the place, to be honest, is the exciting return of rom-com delight Bridget Jones. There's to be a new film tentatively titled Bridget Jones, Mad About the Boy, which will start shooting in London in May. Rennie Zellweger, 54, is back to pile on the temporary pounds as Bridget. John, are you excited? I am very excited for the (laughs) return of Bridget. Unlike Kevin Mayer in The Times today, who I feel they open with a somewhat judgmental headline, I feel. Bridget Jones is back, but no one needs the semi-alcoholic nitwit. Well, uh, speak uh, for yourself, Kevin. Uh, uh, exactly. <laughs> Semi-alcoholic nitwits, like my friends. And, <laughs> and we soon gather from um, reading the piece that I'm not sure uh, comedy is old Kevin's bag because hmm. he says she is a man-craving semi-alcoholic nitwit who's terrible at her job. I'm like, 
that's kind of the gag, isn't it? Yeah. Well, a, really, a sober, <laughs> clear-eyed, super-efficient, into-work early Bridget Jones, happily stable. I'm not, you know, where do we go from here? Yeah. A sort of <laughs> a curbly enthusiasm where a kindly old man goes round LA helping people out. And I'm not sure that, or as you pointed out earlier, a dad's army that's a really efficient crack SS unit who, do, you know... <laughs> Like, this is the point, you Atomor. <laughs> he, he, he laments the fact that um, in the second Bridget Jones movie, The Edge of Reason, was worse than the first one because they'd amped up the slapstick, the verbal diarrhea, and the negative body image. Mm. Because you remember the hoo-ha at the time that Rennie Zellweger, had, you know, in a Jake LaMotta-esque move, De Niro had, <laughs> had gained about six pounds to get into a size 12 dress. <laughs> I thought, you really didn't want to hear my pitch for the new Bridget Jones movie where we open on a sink estate up north where Bridget is Gilbert graped up to 30 stones, <laughs> smoking really strong skunk while the kids crawl about with bin bags taped to their arses. Uh, sort of, see, the, the thing in screenwriting is you have to begin at the bottom and ramp it up to that. So I'm thinking it's literally a sort of Karen Matthews-esque existence we open on. And she's going to end up a size A in running the World Bank. You know, that, 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 my friend, is a character art. So, <laughs> And they're going with that. <laughs> Bridget Jones, the sink estate you. <laughs> I mean, it is, what's really funny about the uh, Kevin Mayer piece is he kind of dismisses the whole thing, whereas we discovered, because we thought, well, we'll just check this out. There are three films so far, Bridget Jones, Bridget Jones, Edge of Reason, and Bridget Jones' Baby, and they are massive hits, aren't they? Do you want to know yeah. how much the first Bridget Jones film cost to make, mm. cost £25 million to make, and made... 250. 280. Oh, I wasn't far I mean, off. At that point, you're, that, that's when you start talking sequel, baby. Yeah. Uh, right, so uh, let's go to the most recent one, Bridget Jones' Baby. Uh, you know, you might think at that point, look, it's a bit bit tired, this. It's 15 years after the first mm. one. Mm. Uh, it was a sleeper hit. It cost £35 million to make and uh, made £212 million because, and you've actually you talked to people who run cinemas, there's, a, there's this massive demographic, which is, Women. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> Uncatered for. <laughs> Who the fuck? And, and it turns out that it I mean, stop me, Miranda, if this is getting too technical, but women like to hang out with other women. Yeah. And, and do social things and with those times. women. <laughs> yeah. And one of the social things they don't want to do is go and watch Godzilla. But amazingly, <laughs> what they want to do is well, go and watch films yeah. about women. I know. Yeah. A, I mean, you know even, it really makes me laugh. All even, of this. even chaotic women, especially yeah. chaotic women. Especially chaotic women. I mean, I think, like, you know, obviously, I think that perhaps some people who commission films think that it's okay to have films about women if the women look like Margot Robbie. That's it. Like, okay, so, you know, you can, the reason why Barbie succeeded was because it was Margot Robbie. And you're like, no, I mean, she's amazing. But that's not why it succeeded. It's because it's fun. It's about women. It's great. This is going to be a massive hit, obviously, because Bridget Jones, there's an entire generation that grew up with her, and now she's going to be middle-aged, um, finding it difficult to, you know, look after her kid. There's a lot to relate to. It's also a, a powerful reminder of the difficulties of writing a daily or weekly column where you're like, what mm. am I going to be enraged about today? The return <laughs> of Bridget Joat Tau. Let's sort this out. I'm like, ah, really? Are you really that? No, you're not. You're, not, you're, yeah. just, you're yeah. just trying to get 700 words in there to get your we, check and get the We've all been out. there. Um, I have to say, though, I've read the book that this film is going to be based on and much as I absolutely love Helen Fielding's writing, she's so funny. She's such a great writer. It's really good. 
it was fine, the book, but it was a little bit annoying. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. This won't happen in the film, but I'll just need to get it off my chest, right? Okay. So the character in her book is a single mother, right? Because in the book, Mark Darcy dies. Spoiler. It's, I don't think that's going to happen in real... I mean, maybe it will in the film. We don't know. But anyway, it so... It's in my draft. <laughs> <laughs> How? How does he die in your draft? <laughs> Heron, Heron overdosing the first reel. <laughs> Bridget tracks down the dealer with an Uzi. Um, if only. All... In the book, it's not like that at all. Because right, forget this 280 million shit. I'm talking a billion dollars here. <laughs> Bridget Jones, Terminator, Return. <laughs> so in the book, it's much calmer. So she 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 hasn't got a, a husband, but if she's got a nanny, and that slightly for me ruins it. I have to say, <laughs> somewhat undercuts your sympathy for it the. It really the does. Much as I love the writing and everything like that, you know, you've got a nanny. Yeah. You're not far off. The kid was late for school because the chauffeur couldn't park the Maybach close yeah, enough. You know? Exactly. So we're going for your version, John. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the end of today's Paper Cuts. Thanks to Rob. Thank you. Thanks to John. Thank you. And of course, thanks to you, lovely listeners, especially our Paper Cut supporters who get a shout out on the show. Rob. It's hello and thank you so much to Joe Kelly and Chris Shaper. And thank you so much. Oh, hi. And danke a lot to Fiona Sangster in Germany and Thomas Robel. Robel, would you say in German? Also in Germany. I know, it's very exciting. In Germany. In Germany. In Germany. Couldn't talk. It's hi and ta muchly to Chris Morris and Kath Williamson. I've been Miranda Sawyer and you've been listening to Paper Cuts on a day when the star reveals that a mum who claimed 650 grand for injuries from a car crash lost her case when she was pictured winning a Christmas tree throwing contest. She chucked her chances for Santa. See you tomorrow. Papercuts was written and presented by Miranda Sawyer with Rob Hutton and John Niven. The producer was Liam Tate with music and audio production by me, Simon Williams. Socials were by Kieran Leslie. The group editor was Andrew Harrison. The managing editor was Jacob Jarvis. And the executive producer was Martin Boytosh. Papercuts is a Podmasters production. <laughs>